Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share with you some tips, tricks, stories, whatever it might be, of how we own a business together and we're married. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to work with you and live with you, Craig. It, some days it's not, though. Let's be honest. There are days that's some, good. Some days it's not. You're right. There are I days agree. that it's bad. I agree. Allison, how you been this week? been good. It's been busy. Always busy, let's be honest. Um, but we got some time at home this weekend because the weather wasn't super stellar so we've had some projects that we've been trying to do our kids have a we built a playhouse for our kids and every year we try to like work on it a little bit and this year my goal was to get some um, vinyl plank flooring installed and we did that this past weekend and I loved it I'm so excited although I'm very very sore and it was actually a really kind of fun family event because we did it, all four of us did it together. The boys helped out. They yep. they actually helped and didn't complain too much. No, and like, you and I always love doing stuff together. In our old house, we vinyl-sided it together, like, just in the sense of accomplishment when it's done because in our day-to-day life, the to-do list never ends, so we never get to step back and look, be like, look at what we built. Right. And so it was fun to get to do it. Right. And that and and it was fun to have them involved and them kind of see it because I think we've done other projects, especially in this house, not as many in this house as we did in the last house. Last house had a lot of sweat equity into it. Uh, this house, we've actually been able to pay some people to do work, um, but the kids were really involved this time and really got to help out. And I thought that was that was good for them just to to see that. Yeah, and we worked on measuring and remembering what you're being told from one place to the next. And we explained why things, the terminology and those kind of things. So it was a lot of fun. And because the floor is now in, the kids wanted to sleep over in it. So we cracked out the sleeping bags and the walkie-talkies and they got to sleep in the playhouse. Yeah, so it was a, it was a good time. And it actually leads in really well, Allison, to kind of what I wanted to talk about this week, which is working together. And I know we've talked about working together, um, sort of we've pinpointed a lot of little things, but I, w- I want to talk about it kind of more in, in a, a broader sort of spectrum this week. Isn't that what this whole podcast is about? Well, it is. It is. It's about working together with your spouse. Right. But I think sometimes... Uh, you and I, if we look at our history of working together, we kind of we kind of gloss over how we got from where it started to where we are now. Where, uh, and somebody had made this comment on a call we were on last week about the idea of a hive mind. And so you and I do, though, uh, you know, I know like in science fiction books or whatever, like hive minds are always the bad things. But I think in, in some ways it can be good because you and I, you know, we sort of always have that mentality of we know what the other one's thinking and we kind of are able to move and change our trajectory together to accomplish whatever goal it might be. Yeah, and when we don't, it's very frustrating. Yeah, and there are times, yeah, there are times where we're, if we're not on the same page, it's kind of super, super frustrating. But I think hive mind, the phrase hive mind always has this sort of like negative connotation. And I'm always thinking about like, um, what's the bird? The starlings the, that do mm-hmm. the murmurations, mur- murmurations, uh, where they fly in the the patterns together, and everybody thinks it's so beautiful. And every a year or two, you see like the viral videos online about these birds, and that that's a hive mind. That's the idea of of you know one bird, one thing senses a you know a threat, changes direction, and all of a sudden everybody changes direction with it. it but because it's 
even though it's not choreographed, but because they're connected or interconnected, they it looks beautiful. Right. So I was a little confused when the, this term came up and everybody was smiling and nodding and saying, oh, yeah. So can you just explain it a little bit? So hive mind or the idea of, of hive mind is sort of like and kind of exactly what you think of when you think of hive you think of bees right and so it's the the notion of you know most of the time a large number of people or animals or whatever uh, a large number of people sharing their knowledge their opinions with one another and producing usually conformity like some sort of collective intelligence if you will and so you see it and like i said earlier you see it a lot in like science fiction where like everybody is like hypnotized by the by the whatever one person the one entity you know you heard a lot or the the concept of it came up a lot with the nazis in hive mind so there's a lot of negative connotation to it um so i think that's why some people kind of grin or or think about it as a negative, you know, thing. And I, I think in some ways, obviously, it can be. Uh, I think in other ways, when you're working together with a person, it, it can also be positive. So when you're, so when we're, you're in a small group and you're using that phrase or that kind of theory, so how how do you see that working? when you relate it to us and how we work. Well, I think when you relate it to us, like you and I, and and probably a lot of married couples that own businesses together, I think over the 20 years that we've done this, you know, we've owned and operated and worked together uh, in a business or a business setting, that it allows us to start to know what your move is before you make your move. Or we, we are able to, you know, change with whatever change that you make. We talk a, a lot about um, in our company that we, a lot of times we work in Allison's wake. Like a lot of times it's Allison is, is the one going forward and ever, all of us are in, sometimes we're trying to finish the last thing and we look up and the boat's all the way on the other side of the lake. And so I think that the idea though is, is that we are in some instances when you and I work together, I'm able to know where you're heading, what the direction is. And I think that we have some employees who work with us who also have that ability too. So what's a good way if you guys are all in my wake to for me to try and communicate where I'm going and what I'm doing? I think and and we look at the the disc personality profile a lot. Yeah. Like take for instance, which what's your your disc? You're, I'm a high C. You're a high C. You're a C C or a C D. You have a lot of D in there. My uh, test says double C. Yeah, I know, but you uh, like listen. I've done the disc for so long. I know there's some D in there. Uh, and I'm what? I'm an I S. You're an I S. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, the disc profile, which I think a lot of people do. It's it's. it's Explain it a little bit, Allison, to what, what it is. So the DISC profile is one of many personality profiles, and it kind of breaks you down into a D, I, S, or C. Four quadrants. Yeah. That D is dominant, a dominant personality. An I is an influential, like, out personality, outgoing personality. Um, S is a steady personality. They don't like change. They like to be on the straight and always on the same path. And then C is is a compliant or an organized, somebody who likes compliance and organization. So that's where the D-I-S-C or D-I-C-S comes from. Right. So I kind of in quick ways that I describe people is the D personality is 
sometimes seems more aggressive. They want to jump in and get it done. The I personality wants people to like them. They're chatty. They want to know about your personal your personal life. Your you know they want to get to know you and they want to be liked by you. The S personality is like the steady, calm. They're really they can be really loyal. You often find that they like to write paragraphs and it takes them a little bit longer to get on board. And me, I'm a C. I'm a checklist, organized, step-by-step person. I always tell people, don't come to me with half a thing. If you have an idea, come to me with three three of the next steps for how we would move forward on that idea. And so with the DISC personality, and we use it a lot in our business to train our employees. Yeah, it really helps us them to know how to talk to each other because if you're a, a S, don't necessarily come to them with checklists, but if you're talking to a C, come to me with a list. And I think by using that, and in this instance of what we're talking about, I think by using that allows people to understand the motivation behind what you're doing, let's say, when we talk about working in Allison's wake, they understand, okay, Allison's personality is C, that I can't come to her with a thing with not having a thing about the thing, you know? I've got to have something to show her that is concrete and not ephemeral. And so I, I think that... and. And conversely, because I'm an I, I think a lot of people come to me with the emotional challenges sometimes when they're stressed out and they want to talk to me about, oh, this is what's happening and it's frustrating or whatever, because you're not that person. You're not, that doesn't resonate with you and you're not going to be the one that connects with them on that. I'm a little bit colder sometimes. And I think we're very lucky that when you look at the disc personality, like I think a lot of people think, well, I, you know, I tend to. I tend to marry, I tend to partner with somebody who is a similar personality. I think you and I are very lucky that we have, I mean, we're completely opposite. We cover the whole disc, you and I. (laughs) (laughs) We do. And if uh, if you go back and you listen to a lot of the interviews we've done in almost 50, 50 episodes, one of the things that you'll hear as a common thread are we balance each other. We're opposites. He's strong here and she's strong here. We take our, we each take part of the business. And I think that for a lot of couples, that's why they work well together because they do balance each other out and they can kind of run the gamut of all of the important areas of the company. You know, we see a lot of she, one does the numbers and one does the creative or one does the people and one does, you know, the the front of house kind of thing. So they're kind of all taking their strengths and balancing each other out. Yeah, I think it's funny because I, I, when we decided to talk about this, on this week's episode, one of the things I went back to in my head that I tried to think about was, where did it start? Where did all of this start for you and me? And and um, in having this ability to work together and understand each other's strengths and weaknesses, and I, and I came up with it. I, I oh, remember. Yeah. I remember clearly. Um, it was the end of my junior year of college, which dun, was dun, 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 a very long time ago. Which is a very long time ago. So. You know, you and I had one of the ways that we became friends in college was that uh, you and I both had our work study in college in the theater department. Yes. Um, And so uh, my junior year, I was uh, my work study title was assistant technical director. And so my job was to work with the professor who was in charge of the theater to make sure things were getting done. If a set needed to be built, it was a very organizational kind of thing. Like I had to make sure people were showing up and they had these seven tasks they had to finish today or these eight tasks that they had to finish by the end of the week. And so that was my position, my junior year. And you were one of the people in the organization that were 
to, there to complete the tasks. You you worked in the theater department, so I you'd come in and I'd say, okay, go, you know, do this. And so that was my role my junior year. My senior year, I was offered that same position. And, and work studies, uh, I'm sure most of you know this, at least in our college, work studies, it didn't matter what position. Like your pay wasn't based on your position. Everybody got paid the same. It's just we got titles. Um, and so my senior year was offered the same position, but I decided that I wanted to move to another position, which was in the lighting department doing uh, electrical work. And um, the professor asked me who would be good at this role. And I, I recommended you. And so this, your, your second year, uh, you became the assistant technical director. And to be honest with you, my role, which was master, which was titled master electrician, uh, was actually, uh, technically under you. Like you were in charge of the work studies and I became one of, you know, the people, but I just did my thing. And it was setting us up for life, even though we didn't know it. But I think about that, like, I think I made that decision because I think when I had that position, my junior year, I was kind of stressed out by it. Like I was more, I had to be more worried about being organized and telling what people, what people, what I needed people to do or accomplish instead of actually doing. So you wanted me to be more stressed out? Well, maybe. No, I think for you, I think it's not as stressful for you because it's something that because of your personality and not even knowing what the disc was back in the nineties when we were in college, um, not even knowing what the disc was, I, I knew, I think inherently that that was your personality. Like you were an organized person. Your, your dorm room was always clean. My dorm room was a mess. Like, let's look at the facts. So I think that that's kind of where it started. Like, I think for you and me, that's like kind of where I look at, unbeknownst to me, that was sort of like this epiphanic moment where I was like, oh, well, she's organized. She's good at these things. I'm not as good at these things. She should do those things, and I'll go over here and do this thing. And little did you know that many several years later, we would start dating. And here we are 25 years later, and it's the same situation. You're in charge, and you are organized, and you tell everybody what to do, and I just do the thing you tell me to do. No. But I think that that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. Like, you know, we er learned in our relationship early on um, and that, that's before we were dating, before it was a, a serious relationship. That's We were just friends and co-workers or whatever you want to call it, co-student workers uh, at the college. And I think that that's interesting to me that, that that's kind of like the foundation of what, what we have today and what we've done now 20 plus years later, we've accomplished. Well, yeah. And I think that there are a lot of things that we learned in those experiences in college that definitely play into our lives now we also were on a faculty search committee together and so we were not just students but we were interacting with a lot of high-level faculty members um, in a very professional way together and we learned a lot of the same things on how to interact as grown-ups together at the same time and so I think that also helped us in um, the way we communicate and the way we look at resumes and the way we interview people yeah and I wonder like I often wonder like Looking back on it now, and we were young and, and, and somewhat naive or whatever it was, like, did our professors, did the people that we were working with at that time, did they see those traits in us? And we're like, wow, those two work really well together because, I mean, they put us on that search committee together, but like, you know, wow, those two really work together they, because one is this way, one is that way, and it balances them out. Well, and maybe even if they didn't off the top of their head do it, that like emotionally they felt like that. Well, and I think we find that a lot as business owners, like we tend to, like we have crews that work out in the field and we tend to try to, and we work with our production manager to try to match personalities out in the field. And people who communicate well with each other. And 
we've we even just had this conversation the other day with a trade partner and one of our managers like they are so similar they do not communicate together well but if we have the assistant production manager or you relay the same same information we get a much different um response right and i think that sometimes it, it people just don't understand that that that's it's sometimes it's just words. Sometimes it's just the words that you use, the things that you say that will, you know, affect, change and sort of dictate that response back to you. And so you and I, I know, and, and I think we both do this and that's, and this goes back to kind of that hive mind mentality. Like we both know what to say to the other person to get them to pivot, to get them to motivate, to get them on, you know, in, in the same path as us. And I think that that's part of like where why we've gotten to where we've gotten because of the way that not only the way that we work together and the way that we balance each other, like I'm terrible at keeping track of money, but you're great at keeping track of money. Those things are small. I think the big thing is, is the fact that, you know, we have learned over the past 20 plus years of how to work with each other and how to motivate each other along that path. So if what advice would you give to other couples who are listening to to be able to do that. Well, I think sometimes, and, it, and it's funny because, I, again, when we were looking into this, I'm like, well, nothing's really, nothing, has anything that we've done been premeditated? I don't think it's been premeditated, but we do a lot of continuing education. We read a lot. We've been in a lot of masterminds. We've hashed out these kind of conversations. So I think that subconsciously we've probably picked up things along the way that we do. Well, and I think the other thing, and I'm sure other couples do this, is we do spend a lot of time and it's not even necessarily as much as you might like it to be organized time. Sometimes it's just after while we're going for a walk or after dinner or sitting on the couch sometimes in the evening. We spend a lot of time dissecting whatever happened in that day or whatever happened in that meeting or whatever happened um, so that we both kind of know where each other stands. And so I think that, I mean, to be honest with you, it comes down to a lot of communication, a lot of talking. And and the other thing is, is to not to accept the other person's, you know, personality traits, the other person's positives. You, you are a strong, organized person, and I try to be organized, but I'm never going to be as organized as you. And so I can't be angry at your organizational level if I can't get to it. And on the other end, I'm very good at communicating with people and talking to people and helping people emotionally. And that's something that for you is sometimes a challenge. And you can't be mad at me for being the one who is, you know, the one that's connecting with them emotionally. So I think it's a matter of just that understanding and that forgiveness of, of not being as strong at something as the other person is. Right. I also think that setting up time to talk that's kind of unstructured talking. It's structured, unstructured. So like we do our annual retreat and we put on, we go through all the sales, owner, admin, production, and we schedule time to talk about each of those areas. What's working, what's not working, where do we want to see it go? And whether it's happening short term or long term, we're continuing to have that conversation. So as we get closer to having a real project to work on, like right now, we're working on revamping our sales system. We've been having that conversation about working towards it for so long that we we're kind of know where we're headed and what the end goal is. Now we're just trying to figure out all the pieces to get to that end goal. Right. So definitely take some time 
uh, with your spouse, your significant other. And it doesn't even have to be if you work together. I mean, sometimes it's important just if you live together to be able to have that mentality, have that hive mind, you know, so that you can murmurate and be able to move and change with whatever is happening. So um, that's definitely something that everybody should check out. Allison, you have a good book that actually sort of, you know, surrounds this um, this idea of working together. Yeah. So there's a great book called The Collaborative Habit, Life Lessons for Working Together. And it's by Twyla Tharp. And if that name sounds familiar, Craig, it's because Twyla is a choreographer. She started a career in the 60s and she's won a bunch of awards and she's just been all over the place. And in this book, she takes all of those years of knowledge of working together in the dance world to talk about important skills to have leaders and teams who can how to inspire them to work together. She takes readers through the most common varieties of collaborations, including working working with a partner, working with institutions and a middleman, working outside your expertise and in virtual partnerships with a friend or coworker. And the cool thing is it's available on audible.com. Yes. So you can get a free 30 days of Audible on us. Just visit audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. You get a free 30 days of Audible. And you can check out Twyla Tharp's book and uh, and learn a little bit about collaborating, working together. Um, it's great. Thanks, Allison. No problem. So, guys, thank you for listening this week. If you have any thoughts, ideas, things you would like to hear from us, questions for us, just hit us up on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMary. That's B-I-Z Married. Or you can find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. Thanks for listening this week. And remember... It's not only important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're married with a business. 